We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man's. Men from Modo. Digital strategy with Car Young Tom, Josh Frankel, and Kenji Egashira. Intellects vast, cool, and unsympathetic. Broadcast to the world with the uncanny help of Mana Deprived and FaceToFaceGames.com. Hey guys, welcome to an episode of Men From Moto. As I look up the history of our podcast, it seems our, our last episode was number 5, October 17th, 2012. <laughs> so it's actually been a year. I didn't think it was it was that long ago, but uh, I'm, I'm KYT. Let me reintroduce myself, owner and content manager, com, And uh, we are joined once again by our, our two regulars, um, Kenji Egashira, Mr. Community Cup himself. How's it going, Kenji? Excellent, excellent. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> and uh, late in the night, streaming extraordinaire, Josh Frankel's with us as well. How's it going, Josh? Uh, it's going well. And thank you also for having me again. Of course, of course. I couldn't, I could not not have my uh, GP Providence teammate, despite finishing fifth. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Fifth is good enough. I'm, I'm over really it. Proud. I'm good. really proud. Yeah. Good prime number. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So I haven't um, gone to play Theros as much as you guys probably have. Um, I'm looking at uh, going to PTQ this weekend, uh, either in Burlington or in Ottawa uh, this weekend. Leaning towards Burlington because it's actually half an hour closer. And, and um, depending on the border, but right. And, and my ride, my ride wants to go to Burlington because uh, the last time he went down. He he top aided uh, Return to Ravnica, uh, PTQ, and he's got fond memories of going down there. So uh, we're probably going there. So how much have you guys been playing? Uh, starting with you, Josh. Uh, uh, pretty much uh, a stupid amount. I've I've played a lot. <laughs> uh, maybe not as much as Kenji because he plays maybe even a stupider <laughs> amount. But but I've played a lot. <laughs> I have played a lot. Kenji. Yeah, I'm about a hundred drafts deep. I'm not even. That's that's about approximate. Uh, yeah, so what's your? I'm probably like somewhere not too. What's far. your experience with? Uh, like, are you guys drafting a lot? Have you been sealing at all? No, no sealed. No. Not very, very little. Because first of all, the the online events are horrible now for sealed, except mm-hmm. for the weekend ones. But uh, and and also the sealed formats, not my favorite. Drafting is much better, <laughs> but the sealed is just. It it's one of the most bomb slash you know build your own bomb Voltron style centric <laughs> formats I've ever, I've ever seen. It's 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 actually unbelievable. It's like who, whoever whoever puts the most the most unbeatable thing on the board first wins. <laughs> do, you, do you agree with that assessment, Kenji? Dude, What's I'm your experience. I'm Voltron master, man. I they call it Hollywood heroic. I just build a uh, blue white, yeah. put everything on my wingsuit rider. You lose. Yeah, exactly. But at least in draft, like you're in control of that. Like you get to, you, you know, you get to sculpt your Voltrons and your anti-Voltrons. But oh, you're talking about sealed, sealed, sure. Yeah, in sealed, yeah. it's just like okay, well, let's see what bombs slash Voltrons I have access to. Uh, it's not going to be better than theirs. Well, I'm not going to win this sealed. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've done five seals, and they were the pre-release okay, okay. ones. Um, but th- they're different though. They they were the ones with the marks, you know. So you're, you oh, get, right, right. yeah, you get like the Celestial Archon if you have the white mark oh, or whatever, whatever, right. and Thusa if you're green, so. It's, yeah, yeah, I didn't try the to try and hit shields. So, yeah. Well, for the, P- for the PTQs, there is the sealed segment, so I did want to ask you guys, but Josh didn't play any, but from, from watching, maybe you can have some insight. A lot of people, while playing the real-life PTQ, uh, PTQs, real-life pre-releases, a lot of people seem to have a different opinion on the speed of the format. Some, um, you know, I've read Slam Black's article going in, and even after playing, I felt like I always wanted to be on the play because even late in the game, you know, you have stuff to do with whether it be 
an expensive to bestow card or monstrosity. I always felt like you wanted to be the first one to activate that, and you put a lot of pressure on your opponents because of that. And other people I overheard around the room said, you know, the format was really slow, and they opted to go on the draw. So what's what's your take on that, Kenji, if you have any, based on your limited sealed experience? I think it's a lot faster than people initially gave it credit for. I'm Like, sometimes there are just unbeatable starts. I mean, not unbeatable, but if you don't have a few specific answers, you just lose, like, turn one, favored hoplite, turn two, any ordeal. You can't beat that. You can't beat that. If, like, I mean, sure, that's, you know, that's there's on so the... Few, there's just so few commons at that mana cost that, that can interact with yeah, anything, it's, it's anything like that in the, in the early game, yeah. I mean, that might be a... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Do you even see yourself going on the draw, though, in this format, even in Sealed? In the dark, uh, probably not. I, once you know the matchup, you can evaluate like just like any other format, but uh, I think pretty much exclusively on the play, Sealed or Draft. Uh, Kenji? Yeah, I, I agree completely. On the play, always. <laughs> Josh, did you want to add a bit into that? Cut you short? Um, no, no, just that, that, that's, uh, you, you want to, you want to be, uh, the, the only, the only thing is you also want to be hitting land drops. So you probably, you pro like even, even in the aggressive decks, you're probably going minimum 17, 18 a lot of the time, just cause even forget, forget monstrosity. That's a, that's a good reason to go the extra lands, but, but even bestows, like you want to have those options of. Three mana, five mana, three mana, six mana, four mana, seven mana, kind of bestow. You want to give yourself those options. You, you're you're always going to be able to use your mana throughout uh, throughout the game. So you want you want you want if you want to be on the play, but you want to gravitate towards extra lines. Hmm. Um. So Kenji has played five. Do you see yourself uh, because of how fast the format is? Have you? gone greedy and still played those decks with, like, Traveler's Amulet and a Unicorn and just, like, doing a lot of splashy stuff? Or do you think going doing, going to color and just being consistent and fast is probably the the better way to go in this format? Uh, I'd say out of about the 100 drafts I've done, I've only splashed maybe 10 times max. And, <laughs> like, even in my two-color decks, I do end up running Unicorn, especially when I'm um, blue or black. I, I tend to run the unicorn just to ramp up to those bigger spells, the more impactful spells. Travelers Amulet, not so much, maybe, but I, I like the unicorn. My Josh, my, my rate is unsurprisingly slightly higher. Uh, <laughs> I, I know, I know, you're just the wackiest. <laughs> that, that that said, though, like you you you're not like I'm not. There's there's some archetypes I'm just try, not splashing, and I'm not. I, uh, like when I'm when I'm the heroic deck, I'm avoiding splashes oh. like the plague. Uh, if I'm if I'm a green based deck, like sometimes Nylia's presence is a really is a card that you want anyways to pump up your like disciples and your acolytes oh. just to get to get the green devotion and it plays pretty well. And then you get some free splashes here and there. But yeah, in, in, like unless you're unless you're green based, you 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 really need a, an insane reason to be splashing like some unbeatable card that you can. You can you you open in pack three or something, like you 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 don't want to be splashing in this format. You want to you want to be you don't want to have cards stuck in your hand. You want to have plays at all points in the game or something to do with your man at all points in the game. You don't want to be, uh, you know, whiffing on on your on the on mana symbols. That, mm, yeah. That's all I got to say. Yeah. And devotion is such <laughs> a high yeah such a big mechanic in this format that. Um, hitting hitting your specific mana symbols on time is nice. Just yeah, bam, you, bam, you, bam, there's curve. a lot of reason to to be heavy, in, mm-hmm. in, 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 in especially with like sometimes it'll be like two like black white for example like which is a reasonably common archetype but like you know they've got the double whites the double blacks at, at three mana and four mana and five mana it, it makes it a little tough to splash. Hmm. Um. So, Kenji, you mentioned the the hoplite plus ordeal, and I think reading my Twitter, a lot of the big the the big mention uh, coming out of the pre-release and, and the first couple of drafts is like how insane ordeals were, and 
Um, I even, like, misread them when I first read the ordeals. I, I thought, like, the counters went away. When yeah, after you sacrificed it, yeah. And I've done misplays in real life where I didn't, I didn't know where, like, if my guy already had counters, that if I played an ordeal on it and attacked, it would trigger right away. Like, stuff like little that I would just not consider and forget. But, um, I mean, are these cards, like, as... As I have not drafted that much yet, these cards are first picks, right, Kendry? In a few of them are. Yeah, Yeah. I'd say the red one is first pickable, the blue one is first pickable, and sometimes the white. The red and blue, for sure, are... I think the white's up up there, too. I think the white's actually better than the red one. Really? Whoa, whoa. Explain. Well, uh, I just... I, I think that, like... First of all, white, like... White is a the color you're most often gonna gonna want that like it rewards you the most for because either you're going yeah, white, red, white, right? Like that's the 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 center of most your heroic. That you can go like blue, green, but it's usually white X. And uh, also like the 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 white. I, I feel like the white one just if it if it actually triggers, it's it it just completely it's not raceable. It warps the like, game. It just completely warps the game. Um, so like it's it's like the Trump ordeal. Like if you're in a if you're in like a mirror match where you're both like heroic early game heroic, the one the guy who has the white one is just gonna win. Like because now now all of a sudden the the other guy can't possibly like doesn't matter how stupid his heroic start was. He's not if he if you're both just swinging, you're right. He's not gonna deal ten extra damage. That that doesn't happen. So uh, I, I like the I like the I, I mean all th- those three are the best. The green and the black are worse, mostly just because you're less likely to want to be doing that in in, yeah. in those colors. Like the green only has huge drops. creatures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you want the one drops to put them on, or or, or the the quality two drops. Like the best the best two drops for the ordeals are like the three toughness guys. Like just because they're very hard to block mm-hmm. uh, when they have the ordeal on them. Like you can I mean sometimes you get to put them on a Two two and because they they miss their two drop, but depends if you're on the player draw or whatever. But yeah, yeah, I, like I, I think like if they if they end up triggering, it's a bonus anyways. But the, but like the fact is when you once you drop an ordeal, it just sort of they have to if they want to stop it from triggering, they have to warp their entire game plan and all kinds of resources into, and you know unless they happen to have the voyages end or the the rift, but you know usually they don't. Usually they don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I imagine more so in sealed, where where they probably have limited answers to it. You you, you just basically slam down the ordeal and don't worry about being blown out. Am, am I correct in saying that? Based on a lack of removal in this format. I mean, I, depends on their color, <laughs> probably. But in the dark. No. I mean, like, look, like if you have, if you have, if if I don't know, like if you have another option on turn two or turn three right. you can you can evaluate like that like you know if they left up two if they left up a blue and a red mana and you're on turn three you might want to just play a three drop instead of going into two common removal spells for the blowout right but, i mean yeah most of the time you're probably just slamming it and they cry <laughs> um so with a lot of ordeals I, I just want i'm just curious guys like kenji uh what you know the hoplite you mentioned the hoplite, but what uh, other one drops have you seen yourself playing that that maybe other average players wouldn't even consider playing? Are you are you going off the board with any of these one drops? Uh, I think the second most common one drop that I've ordealed up is probably Sedge Scorpion, because Sedge Scorpion is completely playable by itself in a in a format lacking removal. A one one mana one one death touch just holds back so much. Um, so often. How about a so, how about a pillar field ox? I've played that card a few times, but only <laughs> only when I've had like three or more ordeals, and then I'm like, well, I guess it's more like well, they had that, that ordeal. <laughs> no, no, but three uh, it's it's three ordeals. Like three ordeals is my minimum before I'm happy about the ox. Yeah, exactly. You have to go with the ox. If I have three ordeals, like pretty much. Like also, like hopeful Eidolon's a nice one there, just because you yep. know. You can you can ordeal it or you can just wait till four and and win the game that way. That card's <laughs> I'd really save good. that for a mark of the vampire type effect. But yeah, yeah, yeah hopeful Eidolon's also sometimes, very. Sometimes you have to, you know it gives you the option of another one drop to ordeal. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. 
So there, there would be no amount of ordeals. Have you guys played Triton Shore Thief at all? <laughs> I played it once. I played it once. It, 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 but like it was like I had, I had four. I think I had four ordeals in that deck. Well, that's what it like, it's a horrible cards. Don't get me wrong. But like, I wanted a second one drop. It's that good. Like it's that good to go one drop ordeal in this. Yeah. And especially, especially like, like. He's he like he's a one two, so he becomes a two three right away. Nothing's nothing they do on turn two or three is blocking that properly. Yeah. Um. So Kendra, you'd play one as well if you had four ordeals. I'd play a shore thief. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. If it, I mean, I'm. I assume <laughs> I have blue ordeals then, and that's very very good. Yeah. yeah like I, I was. I was blue red. I had. I had like two and two or something like that. It was. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I would do it, but it's. It doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't feel good when you draw it on, you know, turn five, but <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at, at the one-drops to, to consider uh, what I'm drafting. If I'm drafting a lot of ordeals, like, what, what kind of one-drops might I see, like, later in the pack? And, you know, you guys mentioned the Ox. Um, I think I think Sedge Scorpion is going to be picked regardless because it's, it's a good card by itself. Yeah, I mean, you have, like, the, a Crow and Crusader, which is fine. So is even the other guy, the the stupid four mana sack killing oh, enchantment. Oh, the priest. Yeah, the priest he's, of uh, he's something. fine. Like if you really want one drops, I need mean, a lot of enchantments in the day. format. I've yeah, certainly ran them yeah. before. Yeah, like red, red, white, very aggressive. Some ordeals and whatever phalanx leaders that you want extra bodies for. <laughs> it's another gross card. So Josh, just tell me about your drafting experience. Some some of the archetypes that that you have drafted so far um oh well, i've 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 probably tried it all um the, the, look the I, i'm pretty sure the best decks in the format are well i think the, i think the best deck is is easily white blue when when it comes together white blue heroic but uh like white red uh even blue green uh those those are the look those are the heroic color combinations i like i don't like white green quite as much but it could also be good. Uh, I think those are the those are the best when they come together and you're not fighting and they're open and and like those are just really really when you have the right balance of heroic guy good heroic guys and enablers they're just very hard to beat. It's hard to have enough answers that are efficient enough in their mana cost to to really to really stop those decks. But uh, beyond that beyond that like uh, you know there's the control decks like blue black. Blue red is a, is a fun one. It, it 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 takes a lot for it to come together. You need the the lightning rifts and the voyages ends. They're very very important because like the five the five mana removal in this in this set is is really really sketchy. Like you don't really want to be running more than one one of them. They're not reliable at all because they don't. They're almost always either trading way down or like they're killing half of a card. Like they're killing you know something that has a you know a bestow on it. So you're only killing half of something, or they just they, and they just don't kill a lot of the five drops and six drops. So like they're they're really you, so you really want to like for the for those kind of decks you want to re- rely on the cheap removal for the early game and then and then just have heavy hitters in the in the late game. Like the blue red like Spellheart Chimera has worked out for me a few times, and that's and that's fun. Um, there's also like uh, my favorite archetype is probably. Uh, it usually ends up being green, blue splash black, or green black splash blue, and it what it, it depends on you getting like an insane bomb. Like the the most common card for me to move in on this is the uh, what's his name, the Shipbreaker Kraken. Ah, you know this card. This is the yeah. six six uh, yeah. monstrosity, not beatable card. <laughs> so. So this is basically it. It revolves around like uh, just making sure you can always you can always draw it. So you play like communes, uh, communes of nature. Is that it? The, yeah, commune with nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So commune with nature. You're playing even like you know maybe you guys are naming well. like all these older cards, man. It's commune with the gods. Oh, oh right, right. Whatever. The gods. You guys right, are confused. You guys confused me with lightning breath. When it's lightning strike. Oh god! Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I play too much. I know too many card names. Yeah, yeah. All these older cards. <laughs> yeah. So commune with the gods. 
you're playing things like a mender or even new, even like the combo of mnemonic wall and double raise dead, whatever that's called. You know what I'm talking? Oh, uh, black. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, Ra- rescue from the underworld or something. Well, not rescue, but that can work. But <laughs> oh, uh, march of the returned or something. Yeah, march. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. So basically, like, you want to have like three communes, and and then you just you're you're always you're always drawing into your shipbreaker kraken, and you have ways to like bring it back from the graveyard and stuff like that. Like that that's that's my favorite archetype. But it, it wow, it 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 requires like a a, a couple really strong creatures you you want like the ramp like the green acolyte or the or at least some satyrs probably both maybe uh unicorn or maybe uh the heart because you you got to get up to the the, the mana count too so it takes it takes a lot for that to come together but it's really sweet when it does i've i've, I've drafted quite a few decks like that though they just you don't want to move into them without a really good reason like Shipbreaker Kraken, even Prophet Prophet of Crufix is a good is a good reason for me to, you know, lean that way. What's that guy again? That's the two three untap all creatures and lands. Oh right, that guy. Yeah, yeah. So like you can you can do some really nutty stuff with that guy if you can reliably draw him with the communes and and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah, unless like I'm land flooded somehow, that guy is, it just feels so good to be able to attack. Have my guys back yeah, and then, block, and you have monster like you can play a creature and then monstrosity right away. Like yeah, you can do you can do some really gross things. Back, yeah, yeah, definitely need like as long as you don't flood or, or yeah, like you, you you start playing like if you, if you like in that deck you'll you'll play things like mnemonic wall and draw right. like six mana draw three because just because like with the communes you you can you can find your profit like pretty reliably so it. it, it that deck looks better, sweet, but yeah, they're, they're not the norm. Like, really, the norm is 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 the heroic stuff. Like, that's that's if I'm if I'm entering a draft, I want to be I want to be I want to be heroic, and then if that doesn't work out, well, I start to you know look another direction. Degenerate. <laughs> or like or gray oh. merchants too. You know, gray, the gray, gray merchant dot deck is is another way you can go. Sure. I, I gotta ask Josh because you're Mister Off the Wall. Is is some sort of reanimation? Like you mentioned, sort of. Sort of reanimating the ship breaker with with commune, but is is I've a deck done, that's... I've had access to, uh, Ashen Rider Rescue and uh, Rebo. What, what, what's his name? The what? uh, what's emissary? <laughs> the black emissary. Erebos's emissary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. Where you can discard a creature. So I've had right. access. I never, I never pull it off, but I've had access. Oh, actually, to it. I was watching your stream when you did that. Oh know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah. I, don't yeah. I ever did. Like, I have two or three of the pieces. I have two or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> all I want to. Yeah, but no, it's not. It's not a thing. An uncommon, an uncommon, and a mythic rare. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's not enough you want to reanimate first of all, and just like the things like you have to set up in order to actually reanimate, like fill your yard. Like, you, you have a couple things that you can fill your yard, but it's it's not there's no unbrittle rights in the set where you can like mill you mill yourself it's not like it, it it's unfortunately not like in where you can just mill yourself you have to draw you know you have to draw some of the the combo pieces too i don't i don't think <laughs> it's on the bucket list but it's not a thing <laughs> <laughs> um well, we did mention a card that, that I wanted to ask both of your evaluations on um starting with you kenji uh, how good is rescue from the underworld i've seen people say ranging from bad to insane so what's your take on it i mean it completely depends on what creatures you have in your deck if i don't have any creatures with say gray merchant comes into playability or comes into battlefield abilities gray merchant you know phoenix stuff like that i tend not to run it unless i also have maybe a huge bomb that it's a secondary way to bring it back if they do kill it Uh, i'm gonna say it's playable it I don't take it unless I have something that I want to bring back. Um, I, I myself have played a sealed with with two gray merchants, and and I've played rescue from the underworld. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, very good in my deck. But but my experience had like it never felt insane to me because um, like my my gray merchants just sat there and they like never attacked into it or killed them. <laughs> so it wasn't like rescue was really. Uh, wasn't really stuck in my hand because at worst I could just sack the grave merchant with the rescue as the ability and bring 
but what I had usually my experience was like my graveyard had marginal guys to bring back. So so rescue was sort of just like another. It wasn't insane. So I, what's your take, Josh? Yeah, it went. It it my initial experiences with it were very very good, but they I think that that biased me initially, and I've 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 gone a lot lower on the card. I don't. It's not a bad card, but um, it's I, I cut it a lot. Even even with like a gray merchant and a disciple of Phoenix, or you know, like a couple things. Like I want, I want to be like trip like triple gray merchant, you know, evangel. Like I want to have a good number of sweet targets. Otherwise, it's it's it it feel it, it always underperform. Or I don't think it's underperformed. I, I, it performs as as expected, which isn't you know, which isn't that exciting. It's it's like. Yeah. If you if you happen to have five mana open for their removal spell, and you right. get to sack, like then it then it gets a little bit more exciting. But it, like the 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 you know you usually you need the perfect storm, like a a value creature in the yard or a good creature in the yard, a value creature in play, and you know like not care about it coming in because it, it does take until your next upkeep to come back, which is you know. You don't realize it at first, but until 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 it matters. But but it's it's a, but like that's a pretty big drawback. The fact that you can't attack with them right away, right? Like you really you really want to be doing that with with things. Well, basically, gray merchant, and you know maybe something else. Yeah, but, people uh, people look at the best case scenario with that card, and I think it's it's playable. It's good if you can get merchants or even the marauder that gives you guys haste. Yeah, it's nice, but yeah, it's I'm still my, very conditional. My first experience playing the format was was Team Sealed, and so my my opinion of it got really dwarfed because in Team Sealed, everybody <laughs> every every team had like the triple Grey Merchant, you know, perfect deck to be running Rescue Rescue, and so it always seemed insane. And then then you know once you get to even regular Sealed or drafted, the 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 perfect storm does not the stars do not align in general for that card to to really work. Yeah. Like you mentioned the, the the example that a lot of people bring up to me to to hype this card is just like, yeah, well you they waste a removal spell and you get to return something else you just completely pull them out. But you're not keeping five mana up in this format, like. Yeah, you're basically using five to bring back probably like a lot of the time a, a marginal creature for five mana. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for that cost and like like you said, you don't even get to attack with it. It's not like makeshift mannequin. Or yeah, it doesn't come back at your end. It doesn't come back at their end step. It comes, you know, it comes back at your upkeep. So you, it's it's it, it feels. It always feels really good when you get two enter the battlefield effects. But, but yeah, yeah, like sack great merchant and bring great merchant back. <laughs> they both come into play. Both yeah, trigger. Uh, then then you're you're dancing, but like. <laughs> Um, Kenji, what what have been like out of your a hundred drafts? What have been your most successful archetypes, and and do you have the same feelings as Josh? Blue, white, heroic, and and, and green, blue. Um, you know, originally I liked green, blue a lot in this format, and then I kind of shied away from it and started hating it. Uh, when <laughs> Whoa! I, when what? I, I, I just I don't know. I'll anyway. Um, <laughs> when I look at my collection and I type cards that I have over seventy of. I have, I have. They're they're all black, blue, or white. So, blue white is one of my favorite archetypes. One of the ones I've, I'm gonna say I've probably drafted it most commonly. The heroic deck. The number one card I have drafted is Wingsteed Rider. I have 92 copies of that card. <laughs> I have 77 Vaporkins. I have 64 oh. uh, Read the Bones and some other random black cards. But yeah, I tend to go either blue white in this format. Um, or blue black. Those are, I think those are two of my favorite and two of my most drafted color combinations. Um, with blue black, I tend to go even 18 lands a lot of the time. I have I have a lot of the bigger spells, a lot of the card draw. You know, you will always want to monstrous your your big blue creatures, whether that be just the uh, the uncommon um, five five kraken or whatever it's called, or Yay. the or the uh, the the Gorgon, the uncommon Gorgon. Like if I'm blue black, I usually have at least one or two copies of each of those cards, or one or two total of those. Oh, I hate that guy. The Gorgon? But no, I hate playing against it. Yeah. It's just like it, yeah, inevitable. He's... My best guy's gonna die. Tick tick tick. <laughs> but yeah, um, 
I haven't drafted black white that much, and like Josh said, uh, Josh said earlier, it, there's a lot of conflicting mana constraints, right? You have a lot of double whites, you have a lot of double blacks, and it just really messes up the curve. Um, so if, if I am black white, I, I usually tend to splash one color over another one. But yeah, I'd I'd have to agree. I say blue white, my favorite, probably the best, if all goes well. Hmm. Okay, you mentioned blue black, and and Josh earlier mentioned how. Um, Removal spells like like the heavier cost ones like Rage of Perforos and and I guess Lash of the Whip would fall under this bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been highly rated. Like even LSV had it in its top five early going when the set came out. And and for someone like me who just like read the set, um, I had it really high as one of the best black commons. But as I play it, as Josh mentioned himself, that these cards like get less and less effective just because the, the opponent usually has some big uh, bestowed creature on the board. And so how high are you va- evaluating these cards at this point after drafting so much? The Lash from the Whip uh, and uh, Rage from Perforos? Right, right. Are these still really good cards, or have they gone down as you, as I, you draft more? I never liked Rage of Perforos to begin with. I thought Lash from the Whip was okay, because in the red decks, you tend to be more aggressive. You're playing out all these things, and that's fine as a top end, but... Like, if if I'm casting like Rage of, of Perforos, yeah, yeah. If I'm casting Rage of Perforos, that means I've gotten to turn five, and they need to be dead that turn or quickly thereafter, or I've already lost with my red decks. Yeah, Lash Lash I think is different because you have a lot of the early, um, the big the big early creatures, and a lot of them are common that you can stabilize with and buy time for Lash. Like Return Phalanx, I play that even if I'm not black blue. That card is very very good. Great, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, uh, yeah, I think it I, think, I actually think I actually like Sip more than like, I I I still don't really like Lash. Just like I feel like for it, it's better than Rage because you can use it mid combat because at least it's instant or like at end of turn after you've dealt damage to a creature or something. Like, right. You can at least you can at least sometimes get something bigger uh, without spending two cards, but. Uh, I you know like I'd rather just run a sip of hemlock and even like even that card is not great but at least it's at least it's killing some like at least it kills the stupid Nessian asp or oh the sip yeah 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 or like yeah. or nemesis of mortals or insert you know green fatty here <laughs> I mean and the other colors have that that stuff too like or like even you know you 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 want to be killing like the the three drop uh, what's 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 a what card do you have like a million of wingseed rider like wingseed rider is almost always a five five so you know by like by turn five if they played a wingseed rider on turn three it's probably five five so like it kills that at least like it, it doesn't maybe too late but at least you know <laughs> it kills it <laughs> I I like oh. yeah yeah the the uh, uh, like in in the blue black control decks, you 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 want to be able to put some blockers down early and have you know it's not it's not like removal all the way through. You're you're you want to have things like the Gorgon or the, like one of yeah. you know or some big rare or <laughs> like uh, uh, revenge revenge of the sea god. That that's you know that's a good six mana quote unquote removal spell. Free, and then you know you start taking over the the game with more powerful yeah, players yeah. than your opponent. <laughs> you mentioned the guard that made me hate Lash and, and Rage, which was the ass, like the four five. I'm just like, what? Yeah, it's common. <laughs> I mean, even even the six five trample, like nothing kills that. Right, right. But did, Josh, did you have the f- same first impressions as me though? I thought like just reading Rage, I'm like, ah, four damage and scry one. Yeah, yeah no, of course, pretty like, damn good. Like, no, you, like you'd you'd have to be the ultimate um, like spoiler reader to to realize off the bat that that those cards are are much worse than 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 they look. Like it takes some it takes some play and some frustration, right. uh, and and those cards getting stuck in hand a few times. <laughs> For you, can <laughs> and I mean they're good against some decks. Like, the, like let's say you're playing against a guy who who has those blue flyers, like the four four for six, or you're playing against someone who's come together. Sure, right. <laughs> <laughs> like you're um, either you're either making a heroic guy that 
<laughs> bestow that right. don't do anything against, or you should be playing things with five toughness, like for your deck, you know. <laughs> like even like I mean, even if you're like black, like like you're black with gray merchants, like Rage of Perforosa is not a good answer to a gray merchant strategy. Like there really is no good deck that that those cards are great against. They're like it's okay to run one, maybe two. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, it's it's pretty awesome to see both of you on board with this. Um, spe- going back to blue white a little bit, a card that um, when I first read the spoiler, because um, I usually I I before playing, if I'm really serious about winning an early seal or, or draft, I, I definitely go through LSV's reviews, and and because they they usually are pretty damn good as a baseline, and one of the cards that he uh, evaluated very low, but I've seen, I've used it to beat people, and I've seen it used against me, and I need to know from you guys, with all your draft experience, what are your thoughts on the blue common aqueous form, the thing that makes a card, a creature unblockable, and allows you to scry one every time it attacks, starting with Kenji. Man, ever since the beginning of this format, I have loved that card. I've been telling everybody on my stream, this card is the real deal. Um, it, it's come down since then. I, I have realized that, you know, it's not bonkers, bonkers. It is common after all. You can pick many of them up. But I think the card is very good. Like, even if even if it was just one blue unblockable, or sorry, even if it was just one blue scry one, I would give it consideration to play. Um, the fact that it makes the creature unblock, you, like, you just put it on your two drop. And you start scrying away, right? And so they're like, well, I don't want to kill this two drop, but if they don't kill it, you know, you're filtering two draw steps or whatever every time if you don't want a card. I like it quite a bit, is what I'm trying to say. Josh? Yeah, I'm on the, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I've, I've, been, I've been saying, uh, I, I've been cutting the card uh, even at, even at, like, Times where like half my stream is yelling at me to put it in. I, I no, don't get me wrong. I'm gonna play the card. I'm gonna play the card with enough reasons to want heroic triggers. But okay. my like even even then it's only it's it's it's. I'd rather side into it. It's really only when, like, because like when you when you're Voltroning and going off with like the can for example the cantrip auras or the bestow guys like. They're not going to be able to block your guy anyway. Like, sure they can chump it, but generally that, that generally that means that you're you're winning the game anyway. The scry the scry is nice, but like it does take quite a few turns for the scry to really equate to to replacing a card. I think like it's at least two. It's at least two attacks before you you know. But like it it, it definitely goes up if you've got things like the Triton Fortune Hunter or. Fortune Hunter, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, 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 you know, if you've you've got two of those, then it, then it starts to get a little more interesting. It gets to replace itself if you target him and stuff like with enough, with enough, with like with enough really good heroic guys, it gets it gets better. But I, even then, I I usually rather just be playing bestows and and the and the two cantrips for whatever two color combination you're in. Like th- those cards are really good. I find those cards when you're when you're heroic are really good. If I'm not if I'm not heroic. Then I'm almost never playing aqueous form. I, I I don't mind. I'm picking one up for the sideboard, but in general, I don't I don't like playing them. The main, like I know we talked about earlier, like two for ones and stuff like that. Like you right. don't want to worry too much about them, but you're not. I don't. I feel like you're not getting enough out of it. Uh, not like an ordeal where it really it really puts the pressure on them. Um, growing it's your like creature and getting a knight. Yeah, it's kind of like a Thassa, I guess, without the actual Thassa. It's like, like Thassa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you play like four copies of it in your deck, it's like you have Thassa. <laughs> no, I, I, I like like the, the card's playable and it's something you can consider, but like I, I, I prefer to not be playing it. I, I think my decks are going to be like there's there there are decks where I will make room for it, but those are. Those are not the. Those are not the normal. Okay. I was hoping you guys would agree. Now, now my mind is still not made on this card. <laughs> um, but Josh, you mentioned like how how unblockable, but which reminds me, like 
in my seal, one of my final cuts was between aqueous form and um, some of the equipments in this format. And oh, I'd, I wanted I'd probably to play aqueous form over the equipment. So there's the equipment that gives... Uh, man, I've got to look up the cost now. But there's one that it can't be blocked except by walls. Probably there's zone, one yeah. that... That gives you flying and haste. Sweet so, sandals. Jo- yeah, <laughs> Kenji with all the names. So, Josh, you don't like these equipments at all? No, the the, the one like they're they're fine. I, again, those are things I'd rather have my sideboard. Uh, if I end up short a card, I, I start considering them. But like uh, of the two, I think the 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 one that's essentially like forget the two mana haste. Like, you know, who has time for two mana haste? Uh, like, like what the hell? You have like eight man in play. You get the haste or six drop. But it's not. It's not happening. So, but like, like the other, the other one actually like pretty much makes your guy unblockable unless they have mnemonic wall, right? Right. Because there's no actual walls. Like there's defenders, but there's that's the only actual wall. Like that's it's pretty much unblockable. If if you're if you're aggressive enough and you're looking for that last slot to you know just give yourself a little reach, sure that card's fine. But uh, I'd, I'd, I'd put it below aqueous form in general. Yeah, I tend to sideboard the sandals and bring them in if necessary. Um, the Prowler's Helm, I like running main deck in if I'm running green at all. Just because you guys are so fat, it's a legitimate clock. Like, it turns, it turns all of your guys into the... Uh, crap, I can't, I can't remember his name now. The, the 3-2 green unblockable guy. Oh, the green blue one? Uh, the green yeah. one that okay, is blue. Agent of Horizons. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, it just turns any any of your green dudes into an Agent of Horizons with a cheaper cost. It's colorless, too. Yeah, Um, that's fair. In the green decks, I think it's good. That's fair, if you're you're looking for a way to punch through. Mm -hmm. You guys mentioned sideboarding it in, so what what matchups, specifically, are you you looking to sideboard these cards in? When there's Uh, a... (laughs) Josh... When, when when there's a stall, like when they have similar things going on, like or or like when you're aggressive and they have things that block well, and you need to you need to find a way, or like you know they have some nice efficient ways of putting roadblocks in front, and you're not gonna get you're not gonna be able to get them down to like five or six before they stabilize, and then you can you know then 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 you. Uh, you might want you might want to give yourself a way of uh, continuing to put pressure on if you only get them down to twelve and you can't overrun them. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like green mirrors, it's it's definitely something you want to consider in green mirrors. But yeah, I, I mean, I can see I could see the argument for 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 running it main a little more often in, in green decks in general. Kenji, you basically agree with what you just said? For the prowlers, tell me, I I just don't like the sandals. Yeah, like sandals. Like it's like there's there, like I don't know. Like you don't want to be playing sandals for flying defense. That that seems pretty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess if you in emergency in case of emergency, you can think about it. Yeah. Oh, and like this is interesting stuff because I've I've like messed with these equipments before and, and I've as my 23rd card and it, it was really hard for me to decide between these two and the Aquas uh, form which one was better like there's like, there, like, there situations like where post board you might want the equipment instead because they have you know they have like, like against some hypothetical defenders plus removal deck you'd rather have the sandals or the, the equipment or whatever because they'll kill your Aquas form guy or bounce him and then you right, have to right. keep, you know, equipping them. But in, ge- I mean, in general, you don't you don't put people on having, you know, eight real removal spells or five real removal spells in their deck. They're just they're they're just not good enough for that to happen. <laughs> like you, you have to you have you have to pick up multiple voyages ends or multiple multiple strikes, and that doesn't happen all that often. By the way, my my most common card is uh, at sixty one voyages end. It's a good one. But, I love that card. Yeah, I, I I think if I got on the Wingsteed Rider train earlier, which I should have, uh, it would it would be close. But <laughs> how, how many commune with the gods do you have? Oh, I have oh quite a few of those. Uh, 
I have I have more than most people because I, I like the card more than most people. Forty forty four. <laughs> like, yeah, I have yeah, 40 of those. <laughs> I have in a hundred drafts. I have forty five Nilius presents. Is another card I I take. I'm I'm much happier to have that card than most people are. Like I'm taking communes and Nilius presents over a, a lot of the what I consider marginal green cards. Like I'll take those over Seder Pipers and Seder Hedonists. Oh yeah, sure, sure. And, and like, but I, I, I and even like even like feral invocations. I'll. Most of my green decks prefer those cards to, to, or at least having the chance of having those card, like access to those cards, more than even some of the pump spells. Like it depends on the green deck, but that, that's the way I. That's usually the way I end up drafting uh, green. Like oh, I uh, for example, I take Nylia's Disciple over uh, Center Courser pretty pretty regularly for the, for the style of green decks that I like. Oh no, I completely agree with that. I think the disciple is a necessary component of green. Yeah, you want to you want to just make sure you're like, I, I like I I actually like I don't mind if I'm like I'll fill up my three with, you know, hopefully I have a bunch of voyaging satyrs and I get to skip three altogether. But uh, like I'll I'll just play like an O three an, an O six wall at three if I have to. I just want to get I just want to get to the point where I'm dropping asp and monstrosity and winning. Like that's that's usually how green wants to play out for me. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-mm. And so in, the, in those kind of decks, the pump spells are you, you you want like one or two savage surges or something, but like you don't want you don't want to go infinite on this on the pump spells. Well, that's that's interesting to me. Like the to, to hear that because like so how good is Nestian Corsair? It's still really good, right? It's still fine. Yeah, it's it it's still like like I'll play them. I just like. Uh, you you I like it's much I find it much harder to build a deck a, a green based deck that's winning by curving out and tempoing it's more hitting hitting your fatties and and just like dinosaurs just like boom fatty boom fatty boom fatty now you can't attack me and you're dead like that's, like that's what type for 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 green blue then is it more tempo or, or green blue green blue can be green blue can be tempo but you but like you're relying on getting the really good blue cards right like you're relying on like for you to really be tempo you need some number of voyages and grip tide and hopefully a sea god revenge but otherwise you're you know what else are you tempoing with like what else but like what other reason is there to be green blue tempo other than the bounce spells Right. So, like, sure, like, then, then, then the courses for sure gain value. But even then, you prefer the three-two uh, unblockable guy. So, like, hmm. courses, course is pretty good. Like, it still does branch. Like, it's still a good entry into the into your actual game plan, which is your four, fives, and sixes. Mm-hmm. Because it, you know, it does block those two drops and stuff. But, you know. I think I think having the ramp at two, like the Seder at two, and having the fatties at and the disciples at four and the fatties beyond that is really the core of the most green decks. Okay. Um we're gonna get ready to wrap the show. There's there's one more card that I wanted to ask you guys about, uh because I play I played it in uh in a team it was a team draft. I made the top four of, uh, of the Team Sealed event at Face to Face Games and uh, drafted a, a black-white deck, and I had Triad of Fates in my deck. Some people think hmm. it's an awful card. Awful? And <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's bad. not awful. It's clearly not awful. So it's a... Uh, what is it again? A Grey Ogre? No, no, it's, it's no, a uh, hill giant. Hill giant. Hill giant. Hill. <laughs> Why did it say gray ogre? <laughs> I'm, I'm I mean, if it's a gray up. ogre, then you can call it. Start, uh, start maybe calling it awful. Um, it's a hill giant at worst, and so is this guy solid or really good? And, and any of you have had experience playing it or, or playing against it, Josh? He's very you, good. Pers- I mean, like he ranges from good to insane. <laughs> I like it depends like if you I mean if you've ever seen it go off with a you know and if they untap him with that and like an evangel a gray ogre a mender uh, like insert value guy here like it's 
It's really good. Like if if the game if if it, it's like a hill giant that if the game goes on they just win. It's going to take over a game. It's slow, but it's going to take over a game. Like even if they're just cashing in some inconsequential guy for two cards as the game goes on, it's going to take over. It also can even like you know when they Voltron a Wingseed Rider, it can set it back. You know, set it back to to manageable manageable size. You can blink their guys too, right? Like, mm-hmm. you don't want to be killing their guys and giving them two cards. That's not a good deal. But blinking <laughs> them when they or when they Voltron is fine, and and like blinking your value guys, cashing your useless guy. Like it's 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 just a really good hill giant. Kenji, yeah, I agree. It it is it's very powerful, but it is very slow. If if you are given the time to, you know, start putting little bait counters on stuff and start either exiling their things or blinking their things or, you know, blinking your own things for own for value, then it does become degenerate. It does become crazy. But like, it, I, yeah, it's not like a slam first pick, but if you're white, black, yeah, easily. and you, you know, you, you, you see one, I, like, like you're not going to take it over. I, I'm not taking it over like a wing seed rider very often or in black. Never. I'm not taking it over, uh, a gray merchant, or you know, some of the better black cards. But like, if it's there, and I'm always, I'm definitely always playing it in white black. Yeah, easily. Like the, I think it, white it, black have enough. It's of definitely the not an awful card. Play. Like, uh, <laughs> I've seen people call, call it awful when when I show them my deck. Like, why are you playing this card? No, no, it's 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 like it, it's it's a hill giant that 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 has <laughs> like a, a ton a ton of upside. Yes. Like, it's a hill giant that they actually have to kill if the game's going to go another four turns or five turns. <laughs> a lot of the time, that it's not going to go another four or five turns, but, you know. <laughs> but I can see the argument. I mean, I would assume that that uh, in other formats, like this format, a hill giant is a lot worse than other formats, right? Oh, yeah, easily. There are a lot of sure. three-power creatures at three mana. Sure. I mean, like, but, so. like wh- I mean, what would you rather play it at, in the four slot in a white-black deck? I, right, I don't know. Are there a ton of like, like the emissaries for sure are are mm-hmm. are going to be better? But beyond that, like I don't know, the guy's going to make your deck. <laughs> like your deck has to be insane for him not to make it. <laughs> um, and with that, I, I don't know. Well, we're going to wrap this up. I mean, do you two have any anything else you want? You want to add? All right, all right. Uh, for, for this episode, well, we'll come back. We'll come back. We'll record. Before a year has passed again, <laughs> we'll promise. We'll promise our listeners that I'll at least I'll, I'll I'll record. I'll find someone else if these two guys aren't available. But I'll record for sure. So, uh, Kenji, any, any stories uh, Theros related? Stories? Um, I don't think so. I have a scenario for you though. Okay. It's it's pick one, pack Let's one. It. It's pick one, pack one. There are no relevant commons in the pack. You have opened. <laughs> You have opened Daxos, Shipwreck Singer, and Ordeal of Perforos. What is your pick? Okay, so you have Daxos, the the blue blue white guy. Uh huh. You've already you have picked the red Daxos? ordeal. I no 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 no. These are the, it's pick one pack one. Those okay, are the okay. cards you opened. So you have Daxos, the red ordeal, and Shipwreck Singer, the uh, one two blue black creature. You know can make creatures attack and can give all attackers minus one minus one until end of turn. This, oh. is, this is not hypothetical. I'm in a 64-man draft. That's the pack I opened. <clears throat> um, let, like, just let's totally ignore anything else that might be in the pack. Yeah, the, the commons are all irrelevant. Okay. Uh, uh, should I answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah go, go ahead. I, I, I have no... I'd I, yeah. I take Daxos there. I, I, I think it's probably... It's close between Daxos and the, and the Red Ordeal. I, think, I like Shipwreck Singer a lot, but if I'm going to start with a two-color card... Uh, I think Daxos has a lot more upside, and 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 I do really like white blue. Like Daxos is really 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 good when you. He's not great on his own, but as soon as you pants him, yep, like <laughs> bestow something on him, like he's pretty ridiculous. Kyt, what do you take? Ugh, I've I've lost a da- like I've every time I've played Daxos, I've always had the blue black deck with the 3-3 three, three defender guys, and I'm just like, <laughs> why can't I block this guy for the love of God? 
And so I, I think I would definitely take Daxos, but I mean, based on what Josh said, but I, I could definitely see myself taking a red ordeal as well. So I'm, I'm actually not actually. The more I think about it, I'm, I'm not sure. Would you take Kenji? Uh, singer? <laughs> no, I already took the ordeal and, and I got past lightning strike and I got some nice stuff going. But yeah. I mean, I, I think it was interesting. I think it's super close. Here, how yeah. about I, I that? I'll close out with the scenario too. Um, so I'm 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 in pack two. I, this is my opening pack two. Pack one. Um, I'm very heavy white. Uh, with like I have. Uh, like a good a good starting base for white base heroic, I have uh, in blue I have a voyager's end, and some marginal stuff. Okay, pack two I open up. Uh, proge- uh, what's his name? The, the three <laughs> five sphinx prognostic yeah. sphinx, and foil annex and Simede. Holy moly! This, you have what again? So I'm I have a I have, I'm I'm very heavy white. I have Voyage's End in blue, and some okay stuff like uh, I'm trying to think of what the other man what were the other cards like I had like three or four blue cards, but nothing to write home about other than Voyage's End. I I think I take the Sphinx there just because by itself Sphinx is unbeatable with the Annex and Kaimita, You need other ways to target him. I, I already have other- like I already have a Wingsteed Rider and like. A couple bestow guys and uh, like uh, the one mana protection spell. Like I'm, I think the two mana pump spell. Like I already, I'm already in a core. I took I took annex and signed me. I I don't know if it was right. I I just found that an- like they're both they're both pretty unbeatable. Yeah, they are. But but like man, three like on turn like one's on turn three, and one's on <laughs> turn five. He has vigilance and first strike and three power. What? So yeah, yeah like he, he like yeah, it's so stupid. Even if you're not, even if like he's already doing a lot, even if you're not going nuts Targeting on him, the yeah. turn you untap. But like, yeah, I mean, I I think I I think I I I, I ended up regretting it a little bit, but but so you had no red, Josh? I had not a single red card. I oh, passed. Okay. I now I I passed a lot of I passed. So yeah, there's there's more to it than that. I. I saw good red in pack one, very good red in pack one. So I, I, I knew that I wasn't going to be seeing it in pack two, but right. there was a very good chance I'm seeing it in pack three. So like, like what ended up happening, I take, I took it and I just like I and I, I was I was streaming, so I said like I'm I'm I know I'm going to see blue cards this pack. I'm going to ignore them. I'm sticking to this plan. It might backfire in pack three if I don't get the rewards. But like either way, I'll just be very heavy white, and I'll you know I'll still have a really good card. So like this is a that's tough a tough choice. Yeah, I I mean I still had a really good deck, but I think it would have been better had I gone blue. But you know I've I've seen my friend uh, in the in the team seal. He was able to be able to beat an early Ashiok because of Annex, just because you know I had first strike. Yeah, I just there, kept, I don't I, I don't think there's I don't think there's anything you can do in the early game that's trumping Annex with one targeting ability. Two, forget yeah. it. But, like... Especially God's willing. Ugh. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> man. But the worst, like, yeah, the worst, the worst is when they have, like, Annex, I mean, an aura, and then, like, a one-mana trick. Like, man, you, just, you just get so blown... No, no matter what you do, you either die or get blown out in combat. It's one of the two, and... Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Actually, I want to talk about one topic before we wrap things up uh, because you, you two guys mentioned like these scenarios with these um, double color spells. And it's a question that I asked you guys a year ago when it came to Holy Return moly. to Ravnica drafting because of how committed. Before it was like, okay, I would just. I think the philosophy I ended up having when drafting Return to Ravnica was just uh, to pick the best cards and just to see, have a feel after like three, four, five, even five picks which guild was, was getting passed to me. I, I think that's how I ended up uh, changing my strategy. But here, like like uh, in Kenji's scenario, you have like a double-color spell versus a single-color spell that is also very powerful. And so you're going to see a lot of these scenarios a lot, and I just want any tips, uh, starting with you, Josh, as, as to how I should approach that while drafting. Yeah, this is not a splat. This is, in general, not a format you want to look to be splashing in 
if it's a green-based one, then it, it's a little bit more reasonable. But like, I mean, in terms of in terms of first picking, there's not that there's not that many that you slam first pick anyway. It's mostly the rares like Daxos that, that that's going to come up with. But yeah, it's it's a it's a very real cost uh, um, in this format because even though there are the fixers, it's just not something you want to be doing. So if it's close, you can probably you, you probably just air with towards the uh the monocolored card if you if you're if you're even questioning it. If, but if you think one's significantly better than the other, uh I I'm I've always had the philosophy of like high risk in the in the early picks anyways. Just cuz like you, you you know you 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 there's no there's never a guarantee you can play your first pick anyway. If if you know if you're doing it right. So might as well like you you might as well Go for the you know, the higher variance yeah. play if it, if it's if it's enough better. It's enough better. I, I think I think uh, my noob mistake is, and I still have that mistake is if I do take the double color guy, I tend to like overvalue the like. Let's say if I take Daxos, I tend to like try to force blue white way too strongly than I should. We, we all do that. Like I I, I know I, I know it's wrong, and I, I'm I'm still guilty. I I I mean. When I'm on my game, I can escape, but we all do. I can't. I can't. I'm just like slamming all the playable blue-white spells. I can't. I can't. I can't take it. I can't. Um, Kenji, any advice for that? For for like, let's say you see, man, I'm trying to find a good comparable uh, situation, like like you, like Daxos and and the ordeal, like I don't know, fleece main line and and a similar good uncommon that's. That's just one color. Like, how do you how do you deal approach these scenarios? If it's pack one, pick one. Yeah, I usually end up taking the more powerful card and uh, seeing if the colors are open. I mean, in this format or in this draft format, you are rewarded for being open because, man, there are a lot of high quality cards that you can take. Um, if if you if you try to force something right off the bat and it's not there, you're gonna end up playing some of the some of the tarot, like Priest of Iroas, the one one, and it's fine. It's certainly fine. <laughs> yeah, no, like, it's, eh. it's yeah, like you, you, especially like some of the better decks, like especially the, the the aggressive decks, they really need all the components. Like you, you need a balance of yeah. the combat tricks and the removal and the good and the good curve of creatures. Like if you're fighting, you're you're going to be in trouble in those decks. So, so are you, Kenji? Are you saying the red ordeal is is more powerful than Daxos? Then, if 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 you took that over Daxos, no, I'm not saying it's more powerful. It's just it's very very powerful in the right deck. It, I, I think I think where 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 I lie on that card on on that on that choice is that like red ordeal isn't necessarily insane in every red deck. Mm-hmm. It's insane when you're the the aggressive red deck and you have something good to. Put it on consistently in the early game. It gets a lot worse when you have to fight to get that guy to be able to attack. But I just like staying more open. Uh, I think. Yeah. No, I think, I think I think it's totally fair though. Yeah. Left me in a better spot. I don't know. I still forced red. <clears throat> yeah, like what? I mean, you got the light. What you just told us to be open. Like, I know, I know, I know. But we it all get trapped. We, we all get trapped. But, yeah. <laughs> Like, like I mean, like even even if you take Daxos and then you get Wingsy Rider next, like okay, good, that's a good sign. But like now with Daxos, you're you need to be both white and blue. So yep, yep. I mean, it, yeah, it, there's there's definitely a, no, there's definitely a cost. Short short thieves, here I go, man. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're, you might end up with the double short thief deck. Like, <laughs> be warned. <laughs> I mean, I felt it, for some reason it was a lot less complicated uh, in Return to Ravnica. It, it just felt like you just picked when it was mono Return to Ravnica, rather. Um, you, it, it felt like you're either the Axbane Guardian deck or you just like somehow found found a home. Well, definitely, uh, it was definitely less complicated kill. when it was when there weren't multiple guilds. Like it was instead of being instead of there being, you know. Every color combination as a deck, there were really only five decks. Yeah. So, like, instead of ten decks, every you know every two color combination, you only had. Wait, does that math work? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there were ten guilds total, right? Yes. <laughs> um. 
Yeah, yeah, it just felt a lot easier. Just like, or just playing the Activate Guardian deck was a lot easier. Just slam those. Sure. And yeah, slam yeah. I mean, I've played my share of four and five color decks in, in Ravnica blocks, so. I think we all have, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and um, I think I think that that will do it for this show, and hopefully we'll do one um, before before I don't know October two thousand fourteen. Sometime we'll do one before the community cup, the next one, because we gotta we gotta get Josh in <laughs> for this one. <laughs> um, I'll do my best. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get him in. Um, you too. And, I uh, think you're. I think you're. Uh, I think we gotta hype this podcast more, yeah, or or make it more moto centric. Because uh, I forgot to to make it more moto centric for this one, <laughs> or just uh, stream or or do more moto videos. I think, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, but they give me spoilers, so I'm not gonna complain about that. I don't give you um, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get spoilers? Give Josh some love. Um, so for Soulbush One and uh, New Mod Denami, this is KYT, and we'll see you next time.